At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want them to get down and brought to me! Across the face. Police! Nobody move! Of Earth. Hello and welcome to the Badly Awesome Movies Podcast, also known as BAMcast. I'm your host Justin and with me as always is my regular co-host Ben. Say hello Ben. Hello. So what have you been up to? You've recovered from our, our last movie yet? What did we do again? Mortal Kombat? No. Blood Rain. Blood Rain. <laughs> oh, I look back at the, the glorious days of watching Blood Rain when I compare it to what we watched this time. Uh, I haven't been up to too much, just watching a fair bit of uh, Japanese wrestling, I suppose, and drinking way too much and, and exercising a fair bit too. How about yourself? Um, after watching Blood Rain and and suffering through Blood Rain 2, which I, I mentioned was, was not as good, I decided there's only one thing I could possibly do to follow it up. Uh, Blood Rain 3? Yep, Blood Rain 3. And then, blub, did you do that Blubberella thing? No, no, it's not available in Australia. Um, oh, that's right. W- without actually uh, finding and ordering a physical copy or um, or pirating it. So, um, And we're above that. Well, yeah, sh- sure, yes. Well, we have we have been for all of our shows. We make sure everything that we review is available, either, at least on YouTube. Wasn't Wrestlers um, vs. Zombies, was that a um, dodgy one? No, that was YouTube. You sent me the file for that. In that case, it was after that that we started getting moral okay. and good. It, it might have been available somewhere anyway, but I just remember you. I think you had it. Yeah. So you just gave it. So <laughs> Moving swiftly along. Moving swiftly along. Yeah. Uh, we, we try our best. Um, there, there are reasons why some of these movies just don't get a lot of distribution. Have you been watching uh, any good, like, recent movies, though? Uh, no. No, I, I have been playing an absolute bucket load of Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, I've got my character up to level, I think, 46. So um, I've just been playing that quite regularly and, and working through side quest after side quest without advancing the main story, because that's how you do Bethesda games. Is there a level cap on that? No. I didn't think so. No, which is, which is pretty handy because um, there's stuff I want to get and there's no way I can get it if the, if they had a, had a level cap. Yeah. I just have to keep playing forever. Mm. But it's a good um, game to do that for, though. Uh, oh, you haven't hit any game-breaking bugs or anything like that, though? Not yet. Seen any um, crazy shit bug-related? Oh, yeah, there, there were a couple of cutscenes where my character had no head. Um, I was able to attack a couple of enemies because I was had their arms sticking out through a wall, um, stuff like that. But l- luckily, I haven't had any problems where it's actually been bad enough to break the game or, or anything like that. Um, there was one quest that just I didn't work out how to continue on, but that was more my own fault than anything else. Um, you had, it's a quest called Follow the Freedom Trail where you literally have to follow 
on the trail on the uh, manhole covers, isn't it? Do you have to follow. Yeah, something there, there's yeah. like a, a line of red bricks along the pavement that then leads to like a manhole cover that you click on to examine. Um, very similar to stuff that's like we've got something similar. We've got the Golden Mile here in Melbourne in the CBD, where um, you've got a trail you can follow through the city. So it's something that's sort of around. And it's a real thing in Boston, as far as I'm aware. But I started that quest at night time. And I couldn't find the trail, so I gave up and turned came the back boy about 10 levels later. Flashlight on. Yeah, I didn't think to do that. I keep I forgetting there's a light on the Pip-Boy. I had a couple of glitches on it. I know because I, was, I saved them, did like the video upload thing and share them to Facebook. There's right. once I just had like a hunting rifle and I just like shot somebody normal and like they just like flew straight up into the air. It was <laughs> hilarious. Like it, they stood on like a um, catapult or something, shot them up. And then there was one with your robot detective buddy, where yep. I think he got downed, but then like he was he's sitting on his ass, but he's he's sitting up and he's just like aiming his gun at somebody and sliding around the ground. Oh and, yeah. Fucking cars driving past here. Uh, and then there was another incident where i just killed a boss and then a whole bunch of guys came well they were meant to be like running into the room but they were swimming even though there was no water anywhere they would like doing the <laughs> swimming motions <laughs> just through the air which was hilarious so those are the main ones i remember from fallout yeah that was a long time um, ago i'm sure it'll be somewhat fixed yeah I, I think it's pretty solidly patched now um which is something i tend to do with with games i'll i'll very rarely pick them up when they first come out um yeah. i've got maybe two games in the next two years that i'm looking forward to enough that i'll pick them up um that i'll potentially pre-order or pick them up pretty close to release but other than that i'm happy to wait six months 12 months two years yeah well you do um, your cheapo gaming challenge thing so yeah um it helps with that well, no, I imagine. My, my my current challenge is actually who can spend the most which is one that i've deliberately done knowing i'm going to lose because I felt sorry for Colin. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I've been playing, which um, is just a little um, iPhone game, is called Rowdy Wrestling. And it's a... Um, just basically a left and right arrow button and a attack button. And you have your wrestler who is trying to chuck the other enemy uh, chuck your opponent out of the ring uh royal rumble style yeah um but it's um got the greatest knockoff wrestlers you could possibly have oh you obviously haven't played the old fire pro wrestling games then well um you've got um instead of the the heart foundation instead of bret hart you've got brent yeah. diamond okay um, instead of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, you've got Buzzsaw. Yeah, this definitely of, sounds like some Fire Pro Wrestling mm, stuff. Instead of uh, Sid Vicious, you've got Mad Tad. <laughs> <laughs> Junkyard Dog is Mad Dog Michael. Uh, Ray Mysterio is Mysterion. Um, uh, Earth, uh, Typhoon is Big Wave. <laughs> I like uh, that one. The, the, this is the best one, okay? The Mountie. I don't know if you remember the Mountie from... Yeah. Yeah. Horse Cop. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit on the nose, that one. Um, But that's just a fun little iPhone game. I've been playing it through. I've cleared all the challenges of it. 
on it and just if I've got two or three minutes sitting somewhere it's perfect just to chuck out and play through a quick rumble or a quick uh, what they call a solo career which um, is basically the same rules as the rumble it's just one opponent at a time and they get progressively tougher um, but yeah that's pretty much it um, for for entertainment type stuff uh, it's school holidays here so um, I've been doing a lot of stuff with the kids we took them to Luna Park in um, in St Kilda is that worth uh, going to I've went there once like when I was 20 like, yeah. so going back like 14 15 years ago I went there and I thought it was a bit of a shithole if you were going there as a 20 year old no was good if for a you're kid. going there if you're going there as a 10 year old and a 14 year old then it's brilliant they've got um, a good couple of dozen rides crammed into a fairly small area um, yeah they've got the haunted house they've got the pirate ship they've got a roller coaster uh, dodgem cars mirror maze a um, couple of kids little safe rides they've got a carousel um, they've got um, something similar to the Gravitron they've got um, a couple of different things that will spin you up upside down sort of thing um, and yeah, if you compare it to going to like the show and paying nine or ten bucks a ride you actually get pretty decent value uh, the thing that was the biggest shit though was um, the entire place had no water taps no yeah. water fountains or anything like that so eight dollars for a bottle of water or something was it uh three dollars sixty it wasn't yeah yeah it wasn't it wasn't airport prices price. no it, it was what you'd probably pay at a um food court or somewhere like that they're about three bucks fifty a a bottle from memory um so it wasn't super jacked up but the fact that it was a hot day and kids were running around uh there was a lot of drinks getting drunk we actually when it took a pass out and went out grabbed lunch and drinks outside and then came back in later so what was the occasion for the trip to luna park stopping the kids from going insane during school holidays occasion okay so you <laughs> so how many more times are you going there <laughs> uh that's it yeah um i'm off to conquest role-playing convention tomorrow to to play some dungeons and dragons um maybe something else as well but um mainly i'm going there to see if i can get in a couple of games of dnd but um if something else crops up i'll i'll have a go that's on over the whole easter weekend but tomorrow's the only day i've really got free and clear that i can go down um got a family thing the next day and easter sunday with um with the kids the the next day and stuff like that so um yeah that that's pretty much everything for me I've actually just been looking up Fire Pro Wrestling fake names, so I'm not mm-hmm. sure which game this was from, but it's like from a Super Nintendo Japanese version, the Super Famicom or whatever. So for The Rock, it's got The Salesman, Joe Joe Marissi or something. The Undertaker is The Cremator Deathhead. <laughs> um, Mankind is The Last Man Omega. Kane, that pretty cool. Kane is Crimson Beast... And then it's... Oh, it's That's not bad. A- Anomasim or something. Um, Sean Michaels, the runner Klebo. <laughs> Ken Shamrock, the cyborg. 
Chris mm. Benoit, the computer roots Genoa. <clears throat> X-Pac is the crybaby coal painter. <laughs> the British Bulldog is the raider, Dr. Jones. And go down to WCW. you got Hulk Hogan is Macho Star Axe Duggan. So they're putting Macho Man and... <laughs> Um, Jim Duggan yeah and Larry okay. the Axe or something yeah Ric Flair is Dark Man Killer Kalani that makes no sense the Great Mooter is Ghost Ninja Buddha Bob <laughs> uh, Bret Hart Blood Scorpion Brad Love I'd, I'd pay to see someone called Bra- called that Blood, Blood Scorpion Brad Love yeah yeah alright well I I think we've um done enough general discussion we should maybe talk a little bit about the movie or, or at least about he-man and yes. masters of the universe uh so what's your history with with he-man i watched this Anything? movie <laughs> right. no i do the, the the only bit of uh past history i have with the franchise at all is back when i was on primary school my best friend his older brother had he-man toys yeah and i remember like I, like I didn't know what these toys were at all. I'd never seen them before, and um, it's not a show I'd ever seen. But um, he, I don't know if he had hundreds of different toys, but it seemed like he had every toy and the playset and all that. And so I'd go to his my, my friend's place and play with all these He-Man toys that I'd I'd love to actually look up what they were now because um, I had no idea what they were at the time. But I seem to th- remember like they were pretty cool to play with, and they were like flimsy and busted and everything because very well played with toys oh and and they were um just stock standard models too a lot of them like the going from memory here and and this is going back a lot of years um things like he-man and merman and skeletor their bodies were all identical and it was just a different color paint yeah like I'm thinking this is back in I was grade 3 so 1993 around like give or take a year that's when I was remember playing with these at my friend's place and I don't know if I've seen them since then like this is the first time I've watched the live action film I've never seen the series at all like so what's your history with the franchise oh mate, I was right in the middle of it I mean this is like early 80s so I would have been uh, I think it, looking at Wikipedia, the vintage toy line characters came out between 82 and 88. So in 88, 82, I was 6. So we're looking from when I was like 6 to 12 years old. This is, boom, prime prime franchise toy childhood shit here. Did you um, have many of the toys yourself? We, we had it. My brother and I had a good collection. Um, Which ones were your favourites? Uh, well, aside from He-Man and Skeletor, um, which, you know, obviously they're, they're going to be up there, um, I quite liked Ram Man, which was a guy who was basically a human battering ram. And the toy, you would actually um, have a spring in it, and so he had no real moving parts for arms and legs. You just had the spring, and you sort of push him down, point him towards whatever you want to point him at and then let go and shoot him into whoever you were he was attacking and he was basically doing a flying headbutt with um a battering ram attack sort of thing um for the baddies uh 
probably the uh, Beastman, Trapjaw, or um, were these characters all in the movie? Beastman was. Yeah, I, I figured um, there's the guy that looked like a werewolf. Yeah, uh, and Trapjaw and Triclops. So Trapjaw had um, like a metallic lower jaw that had all sharp serrated teeth, and Triclops had like a spinning eye thing with three different eyes um, that you could he could sort of rotate between. Um, each of them did something a little bit different. I'm looking at Ram Man toys now. It, it's the juggernaut, bitch, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you had um, Battle Cat. Battle Cat was probably my favourite one of the toys. Um, which I'm so shitty that... Uh, well, no, spoilers. Spoilers. Well, see, Battle Cat <laughs> is a character I've actually heard of, and I was assuming it would have been in the movie, but maybe the effect would have been... Cost too much, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Oh, well, my, my my rule here is if you don't have enough of a budget to put in Battle Cat, you don't have enough of a budget to make a He-Man movie. Oh, well, we'll see if Battle Cat's <laughs> in the 2020 version of the movie then. Better be. Yeah. Um, the other thing is... Um, what, oh, and this was something that I've the cropped up in trivia but this sort of explains a little bit about why they went the way they did with the movie these the movie was actually based on and licensed from the toys not from the tv show so what was the difference there like how did they so um they basically went here's a bunch of toys here's some backstory that come in these little mini comics that they had when um you'd buy the the toy and there'd be like this little tiny matchbook size comic um in with it as well um and that was the background they were drawing from whereas the cartoons you know added in a couple new characters um i'm pretty sure um that yeah that there were a few characters that were the iconic characters were the, yeah, there, there were a couple of characters that were in the cartoons but weren't didn't have an action figure. Yeah, um, and there were three characters here, all of which were baddies that weren't um, toys originally, but ended up getting made into toys after the movie came out. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of things that were yeah. You know, someone who watches the cartoon would go, oh, "Why haven't they done that? Where's this? Why is that not there?" That you know, but they're taking it from a different source. Was this the first time you watched the movie, by the way? No, no. It's I, I'd watched it back when it first came out. Okay, so so back when you watched that when you were younger, you were much more attached to this the, the franchise at that point. So you would have been probably a bit upset that these characters weren't in it then. Yeah, and um, you know, just like any franchise, there are certain phrases that you expect to hear. Um, and well same as wrestling you expect to see you know some signature moves you expect to hear a couple of key phrases getting chucked out yeah so what are the key phrases it's by the power of gray skull or something that's one isn't it yeah it's um does that that's actually in the movie that's that's really the only one okay so as far as i thought you were going to say that they didn't do a heap of them well they, they didn't do it properly (laughs) 
Okay. Um, well, what did they do wrong? It's Bloody by nerd. the power of Grayskull. Yeah. I have the power. And all he says in the movie is, "I have the power." What about that classic He-Man phrase in the post-credits? I'll be back. What do you think of that little inclusion? Uh, a bit on the nose, even though he doesn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was coming, and I just had, I hadn't gotten up to to turn the program off or whatever, and it just the credits rolled while I was doing whatever. And then I look and say, oh, there's a there's a post credit <laughs> scene in this uh, what 1987 movie. I wasn't expecting that. Just to no. have have a Skeletor do the Terminator line. So um, he still hasn't come back though. No, no. Well, 2020, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Bring back. I assume that actor's dead though, isn't he? He'd have to be. Uh, I th- yeah, I think he might be. Um, he's he seemed, a pretty seemed fat- old in that. Yeah, he's not that you um, can see his actual face. He's a pretty famous actor. Like yeah. he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, no, born January one, nineteen thirty-eight. There's no death date listed. Oh, yeah. Um, now he's divorced. Uh, he, yeah, no, it seems like he's still alive. Still kicking. But no, I couldn't see him being in any shape to. Um, to to redo uh, Skeletor, that's for sure. Okay. But yeah, yeah, he's got some stuff that's still in um, in still the in works. Yes, yeah, in the works. Uh, oh, oh he, he was a voice in Destiny Two. Okay. So, is there anything more on the on the franchise history you want to touch on before we talk about the movie itself? Uh, not really. So, um, you had no real attachment to the franchise prior to. No, just this. just playing with the toys a few times in primary school was all I knew, yeah. and uh, I'm somewhat attached to Dolph Lundgren, I suppose. Although he was never one of the go-to action guys for me, it was like Van Damme, then Arnie, then Stallone, and then there was probably even a Seagal or something in there before you get down the list to to Lundgren. Yep, um, hadn't seen a lot of his stuff as a kid. Just maybe there just wasn't as much of it. And um, I sort of come to him in the later years and eventually got around to this one, Masters of the Universe. Uh, is, there, is the series called Masters of the Universe or is it typically called He-Man? What's the go there? I believe it's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Okay. Do you think there was a bad move calling it this? Should they just call it He-Man? Uh, I don't think it really makes much of a difference. You take one look at that poster... Yeah, and um, you know it's it's He Man. Aside from the fact he's he's holding a, a gun, a, a gun. <laughs> so, there, is there any firearms in the series? Was there the laser guns that they have at the whole opening scene? Yes, um, so, Man at Arms definitely had a had a laser gun, but there's okay. a lot more sword fighting. And um, yeah, He Man was a sword guy. He wasn't anywhere. Yeah, you you don't see him picking up a gun and casually. You know, firing away like he does here. Often some fools. Yeah. So yeah. some robots, because He-Man doesn't kill people. Yeah, he doesn't kill the stormtroopers <laughs> that are just in all in black, so... Yeah. Um, well, let's do a quick um, summary of the movie. Can I just get a drink refill first? Go for it. Okay. I'm hoping this will get cut out, because it's pretty boring otherwise. 
Um, I really should actually listen to the past episodes because then I'll know whether he actually edits these out or not. It's uh, Ben that does all the editing for the show. I am absolutely just here adding my voice to the recording and he does all the other stuff, which is pretty awesome. So um, he does the editing, he gets the podcast up online, everything like that. Uh, Show notes if we have show notes. Uh, I really should listen to my own show and check things out, but what do you know? In today's story, I sure was busy. Boy, did that hurt. Ramming things may look like fun, but it really isn't. Trying to use your head the way I do is not only dangerous, (laughs) it's dumb. I mean, you could get hurt badly. So listen to Rammy, play safely, and when you use your head, use it the way it was meant to be used, to think. (laughs) Until later, so long. Yep, alright, so uh, we have an IMDb rating of 5.4 out of 10 uh, from 33,372 votes. It's rated PG, goes for an hour 46. It's directed by Gary Goddard, um, starring Dolph Lundgren. And what caught me by surprise, because I didn't actually realise it at the time, but it was um, the first feature film for Courtney Cox. Yes. And um, she still looks exactly the same, doesn't she? <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's amazing how little she's aged. Yeah, that, that's actually pretty pretty true. Uh, you also had um, Billy Barty, who played Gwildor, um, and um, a couple other people that have been in a few other things. You've got Frank Legala, who played Skeletor, Meg Foster as Evil Lynn. Um, but yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Most famous for having like terrible... Um, cosmetic surgery in her later years that's the one that that, meg foster isn't she she's the one that's married to antonio banderas isn't she she Uh, looks ghastly just look her up (laughs) (laughs) absolutely atrocious that woman um she 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 could play she could play skeletor in the new one (laughs) um i'm just skimming through the mini bio no, not married to him. You're not thinking of um, uh, Jodie Foster? No. Uh, uh, anyway. Who's married to... Okay, keep talking. I'll solve this mystery. Antonio <laughs> oh. Banderas' wife. Melanie Griffith. She's yep. the one that looks terrible. Sorry. <laughs> I apologise to Meg Foster. Who the fuck's Meg Foster? Um, she's the one that played Evil Lynn. Um... She hasn't been in a lot of stuff, but she tends to pick up a... Oh, she she hasn't been in anything big other than this. Um, but she has been in a reasonable amount of stuff. Bill Bardi I actually recognised from um, Widow Yankovic's The Video from UHF. Um, but um, oh, no, This is the, the dwarf Gildor. creature yeah. guy. So yeah. How on earth would you recognise him from anything? That doesn't say... The voice. Oh, the voice. Okay. Um, but he's been, well, I mean, he's a midget, so he's been in a lot of stuff as a midget. So he was in Willow, he was in Legend, um, he was in, uh, he actually just played a normalish character in the Widow Yankovic one. Um, so he's, he picks up a bit of work. Uh, but we were talking about the, the plot. Uh, how can we sum up the plot? 
basically, in the comics, you've got Skeletor's the leader of the baddies. The leader of the goodies is uh, actually the sorceress at Greyskull Castle. And um, He-Man and his cohorts uh, are basically the ones that do all the action. She's more look down and be nice and give advice sort of stuff. Is that um, a character in the cartoon? And yeah. Okay. Um, but she's not... I don't, don't know if she's ever got an action figure, but... Um, Is the castle of Grayskull actually He-Man's home? Or what's the deal there? Um, it's um, not his home. It's or is it like the, the White House and they have to fight over it or something? Yeah. Basically, you've got... Um, the castle of Grayskull is... Castle of Grayskull. Castle Grayskull is um, where all the um, beneficial power of the planet sort of goes, like all oh. the magic-y, magical powery type stuff. Okay. Um, so that's why Skeletor always wants to get it. Um, so he's got his own castle, which is the evil version. Um, and it's always about him trying to get take over and be the sole ruler of the whole planet and all that sort of stuff. So this movie actually starts with him having actually taken over the castle, captured the sorceress, and in the middle of doing cleanup of trying to capture all the remaining heroes. Um, so we quickly quickly see He-Man, Man-at-Arms, uh, Man-at-Arms' daughter, and this new character who wasn't in the cartoon series called Gwildor, who's a short little... Um, Looks like something out of Labyrinth. That's what yeah, I thought of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, they all sort of get together and go, oh, right, well, Skeletor's been able to get hold of Castle Greyskull because he could teleport in there, and you find out that Gwildor made this thing called the Cosmic Key that lets you basically teleport anywhere you want but do you have to play the right song or something is that what yeah the deal so was? It, it, it's basically coded up with magic oh, sorry, i feel like music. they spent way too much time showing this thing off to different people it's like yeah. check this out it's like okay you're going to show the guy at the pawn shop you're going to show the detective you're going to show courtney cox it's like can we not waste so much time on this bloody thing this movie an hour 46 i was pretty shocked to see it at that length i was expecting it under 90 minutes to be honest yeah well they, they had to show the key um but basically skeletor had this thing called the cosmic key made um he tricked Gwildor because he sent um someone in on his behalf to to get it made and then ha tricked you it's really for me um but he still had the prototype uh which he gives to he-man they get into a bit of a scuffle they escape by teleporting to a random location that just by pure coincidence happens to be earth um where they get separated from from the key they go hunting for it there's um courtney cox and her boyfriend find the yes key. Courtney Cox and the they, boyfriend, they get the caught boyfriend up in this whole intergalactic battle. Be a, um, musician. Um, I've got to say something before I forget. Yeah. 
the theme for this movie is that the fucking Superman theme? It's pretty damn close. <laughs> like that opening <laughs> credit. So like, is like is this the Superman theme? Like, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't think it was like a cover or anything. I just l- thought it was it. But um, it, it I, I didn't haven't checked the trivia. I mean, surely they could get sued because definite Superman vibes there. Yeah, although you've definitely got the vibes. It's... I'll edit in a comparison. All right, sounds good. And then the rest of the movie is basically the goodies having the key, the baddies trying to get the key, the baddies get the key, um, the baddies go back to Eternia, He-Man and Buddies, I almost said Superman there for a second, (laughs) He-Man and Buddies go back to Eternia and um, finally have a big confrontation and the goodies win. There's because plenty of action scenes while they're in Earth, though, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's um, um, there's plenty of fight scenes. There's um, a few bits of tech being shown off. There is a hell of... This is just a little pet peeve of mine. Um, where they just chuck in gibberish sci-fi terms for the hell of it. So, uh, yeah, there were, you know, Example, like, what was I know there were some. It's just like, geez, they're just talking some shit yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Oh, we've got three Chronex till we get to the next Micron, and uh, oh, well, he converted the car so it doesn't have to run pivots. on. It doesn't have to run on petrol. It runs on something else. Yeah. Neutrino, neutrinos. Yeah, neutrinos. yeah, that sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like you know, they're they're measuring time in microns and or distance. Parsecs. Oh yeah. It. Um. Where they chuck in too much of that sort of stuff, it just annoys me how did you Um, feel about it being set in earth for for the most part like being attached to this the series already when you're a kid were you like oh this is cool that they're in earth or would you rather just all be in he-man world whatever that's called eternia is that what is it eternia yeah so Um, how did how do you feel about that now and when you first watched it didn't bother me too much either time um because you had the heroes coming to earth you still got to see the heroes in action i do love the fish out of water it, stuff yeah. like have them like oh this is obviously it was meant to be kfc was it when they used the grappling hook to steal the bucket of fried chicken yeah uh, it was ribs was it oh, okay. yeah yeah it was a, a rib joint yeah so i do like that sort of stuff you know people from a different world come to earth and it's like oh my god what is this how do you open up a car door type of thing so. yeah um, so you had, um, I've no, totally lost my train of thought there. Um, yeah, the cosmic key, which is basically 
con- everyone's confusing it with a synthesizer from Japan because that's all weird and sci-fi apparently <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, a guitar, really yeah the way they're playing it I, I thought we we're going to get like the high school dance was going to be some huge musical scene which would have been cool with this new instrument that... yeah and then instead it just gets trashed um what about so... the special effects what you, like when they were playing with the cosmic hue and was bringing up those starry type of stuff like that looked pretty decent don't you think that that actually came up quite nice um so i think the the like lighting effects when the cosmic key came on were pretty good the people jumping through the portals was absolutely terrible uh hoverboard Uh, he-man's hoverboard (laughs) thing oh my god that was ridiculous but in a a really fun way yeah it, it was a really mixed bag there was some really good or really nice special effects that stand up now and then there was just some really terrible stuff. And then there was some stuff where you go, yeah, that's from the 80s. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, like whenever they do any sort of lightning effects, like Skeletor does the old um, Emperor from Star Wars force lightning yep. type thing. That just looks like 80s special effects. Um, and I can't think of it as anything else. Um, but yeah, it was really up and down. Uh, now... Um, so you had I remember what I was going to say before when I just wandered off into yeah, I'm, saying I'm nothing. completely derailing you I kept jumping in with stuff ah it's all good mainly because I would have nothing else to really talk about the movie like so when, when he got, man I got escapes, through half of it oh sorry yeah, I was going to say when, when He-Man escapes to Earth and they try and track him down they get some mercenaries oh yes the the um, dollar shop versions from the, the the bounty hunter scene from Empire Strikes Back yeah, these they, are the guys that um, are from Chicken Feed. Oh, so you don't have you didn't have Chicken Feed on the mainland, did you? No, With the re- reject shop version of um, the bad oh, hunters. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, so you had the four mercenaries they got together were Beast Man, who is actually from the cartoons and and the toy line, so that's awesome. There's this guy with massive blonde hair that looks like a complete weasel called Sarod. There's a bald guy who who wields twin broadswords called Blade. Um, at least that was easy to keep track of. And was, then there was a was he a toy character as well? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Be- Beastman's the only one that was actually a toy at the time. The other three, um, Sarod, which is the guy with the the massive blonde buffy hair, Blade, which was the bald guy with two swords. And Clark, which was the um, lizard guy that had the sharp claws and the throat that sort of pop out like a frog, uh, yeah. were all completely new for the movie. Um, and as, as a kid, that was sort of a bit disappointing. You know, I wanted to see the, the baddies and the goodies from the actual cartoons. I, I suppose it's a bit them. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. You're getting the bloody... Those villains they made up for that, but you really want Bebop and Rocksteady, don't you? Hell yeah. Yeah. It's like, why did you have to make up these stupid things? We've, we've got these ones in the cartoons or yeah. whatever was around at the time. Yeah. yeah Much the um, same. And th- there were so many that would have been easy enough to do. I mean, you get someone like um, Merman, okay. Well, they've been doing creatures from the Black Lagoon makeup since the. 50s 
um, Triclops is literally just stick a headband over the guy's face mm-hmm. that's got three eyes painted on it that he can spin round. And Trapjaw would have just been a you know a fake metallic jaw over the guy's chin. Are those some of your favourite villains? Boom. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah, that that could have been easy, but no, they decide to make up. Like instead of taking bloody um, uh, what's his face the the lizard guy, um, Clark, they could have put in Merman instead. I can't even remember Clark. I remember the other ones very clearly, yeah. but no Clark. Yeah, there, there's and, a reason for that. Yeah. It was shit. What, what do you think about <laughs> the other ones though? Like the one with the the white hair, that beast thingy. Like that was that looked pretty cool. I thought. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the beast guy was was beast man, so that was yeah fine um the guy with the white hair um we say guy like it was not a human at all (laughs) well no um but it was very it it sort of filled that um starscream from transformers role of ambitious yet an absolute coward yeah Um, sniveling yeah sniveling um yeah he sort of filled that role and Blade was the one that seemed halfway halfway competent um, and could actually be fairly effective. Evil Lynn was pretty cool. As far as the baddies go, she yeah. was she was the one that actually seemed competent. competent. Enough, yeah, yeah. Mo- uh, she was competent. She was efficient. She was ruthless. Um, she was effective. She was a good baddie. And um, you know, she does a couple of things down the track where you, you know, she um, transforms herself into Courtney Cox's character's mum, who died in a plane crash a couple of months ago, to to lure her out while the rest of the baddies were doing a distraction. You know, she lures her out to to steal the key from her that way, um, which shows some of her abilities because she's in the cartoons. She's a magic user can cast spells and use magic to to get stuff done so that worked with the character um yeah i was quite happy with with evil lynn as a character all up i reckon i'd say um the heroes dolph lundgren as he-man he looks the part yeah what what do you Um, think about the voice i was reading in some of the trivia that in his contract he had like was it three or five opportunities to dub his lines himself? Yeah, yeah. And then I think they, it was... up, they went with his voice in the end. Where is it? The like near the beginning of the movie, like is this his voice? I guess that was just his the accent that he was speaking with at the time. Was was this his first movie? Would first have been... English language movie, at least. It would have been pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he really looked the part. He didn't sound the part. Have you noticed like how little we've actually spoken about the character of He Man so far? <laughs> like He Man seems to really not play much of a role in this movie, don't you think? Well, he he's, what, what does he do he's in this movie? He hits some people with a sword and and he shoots some people with a blaster at the start. I can't think of a single other thing that he did in this movie. Oh, he uh, rode that bloody hoverboard. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, look, he's basically there to beat up the bad guys. Yeah. That is, that is literally his whole role. He's not giving any motivational speeches. He's not 
um, making any significant tactical decisions. He's hitting things and shooting things. Um, but yeah, so he, he looked the part. He sounded like Dolph Lundgren trying to be He-Man. Um, <laughs> uh, but the character was very... Uh, not not great. Cardboard cut out of He-Man, really. Yeah, and um, the thing with the cartoons is you had... He-Man was actually um, Prince Adam of Eternia. So um, fairly muscular sort of build in the cartoons, but not particularly powerful. And he was just a a no-name royal sort of thing. And then he'd hold up the sword and he'd say the magic words and he'd transform into He-Man. Sort of like Billy Batson from Shazam that's just come out. Um, But an actual grown-up to start with rather than a 12-year-old kid. Um, And his cowardly cat cringer would transform into battle cat who was awesome um whereas here it's just there's he-man that's it we're just stopping at he-man there's no no print adam there's no transforming there's no using the power of gray skull or anything like that um which was a bit of a disappointment for me and there was far too much bloody guns for he-man um but uh so be it that, that's what they did. <laughs> um, so I think we've covered the characters, um, the basic plot. It, there, there's not a huge amount to it. We don't um, want to forget um, show feedback, like uh, put out the tweet for some responses. So don't forget about them. Oh yeah, of course. And, and I'm just um, thinking, I'm scrolling back in the timeline at the moment. Back when we did our original poll for Master of the Universe, for some reason I fucking picked that. And we had um, Blood we Rain. Did. <laughs> Back when we did that initial poll, um, didn't we have people tweet about Master of the Universe? So I'm just trying to scroll back. So just t- tell me when you want to start doing the the, um, the tweets or whatever. Well, that's right. Was um, was there anything in particular about the movie that you wanted to mention or any favourite scene or um, blatant plot hole or, or oh, anything like that you wanted plot to... Plot holes, oh my God. <laughs> No, I think I've said everything I need to say about it. Like, like that the biggest thing was the Superman music. Like, holy shit. Yeah. But uh, nothing else really in particular. Like, I, I think we've covered it together pretty well. Yeah. Um, I'll just, while you're scrolling through there, I'll just go through some of the stuff off the, um, the trivia, maybe. Um, the guy who played Skeletor basically played Skeletor because his son was a huge fan of He-Man and his son was absolutely wrapped about the fact that um, that he got to play in the He-Man movie. Um, the guy who played Blade was actually the um, choreographer for the sword fights and um, trained Dolph Lundgren in how to use the sword. Mm. Um, the eyes for Evil Lynn uh, this is something I thought was a bit cool, actually. Um, because Evelyn's got that really distinctive look with those really pale eyes, that was her natural eyes. They were going to put on... Um, and that was, uh, that was uh, Meg Foster, wasn't it? That one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's why she gets a lot of these sci-fi sort of roles, because she's got that odd look to her. Yeah. Um, but she, she also in V... She seems like she would have been like a, a lizard person from V. 
eats a hamster or whatever. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't see her in it though. Okay. Uh, uh, what are your hopes for the the remake that's coming out? Battle Cat. Battle Cat. That's all I want. <laughs> I just want Battle Cat. Give Have me you Battle seen the Cat. like the person who's playing He Man is Noah Semito or something? Like he's not a muscle dude at all. He the, like the, I think the only movie he's been in is one I've watched actually. It was um to all the boys I've loved before. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a rom-com, like a Netflix-made one, starring some Asian girl, and like it was a high school rom-com thing. And this dude is He-Man. That's a, okay. Yeah. I did see in the trivia that uh, Dolph Lundgren has expressed his interest in reprising the role further down the line, or doing a cameo. So, do you think he would he come back for like a small role? He-Man's oh, dad. I'm I'm a big fan of. Those little sort of Easter egg cameo type things. Yeah. So especially when there's been no other He-Man movies, like bring back the one dude just for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. As, as I mean, have have him as um, a gladiator or something like that, or someone that you know the new He-Man comes through and starts freeing the slaves, and Dolph Lundgren's the guy that sort of gets them all riled up and leads the charge or something like that um get um courtney cox in as a brief cameo somewhere she'll get... play the exact same character she'll be a teenager still yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, stuff like that i love i love little easter eggs and cameos so um anything like that i'll be more than happy to to have happen um yeah, look, scrolling through the trivia, there's not really much worth more talking that I, about that we haven't really already covered. Yeah. Um, like we've already mentioned that He-Man doesn't kill, so all the baddies were robots, even um, though they clearly don't even act like robots. It's just like stormtroopers; those guys yeah. in the black. So, um, and well, he yeah, doesn't kill on screen. A- that was part of the thing, wasn't it? So, are there characters that he's kicking off cliffs or something? I don't remember anything else. Was did they do ambiguous kills? Well, there's there was something I read in the trivia earlier on, which um, there were two things back to back that um, I'm just trying to find them now. Um, yeah, you don't actually see what happens to Blade. Okay. Right. So you don't see, but apparently in one of the comic books they did afterwards, they make it clear that um, he falls in the bottomless pit and dies, uh, or of starvation. Well, presumably or, dies. He just falls yeah. into the bottomless pit, um, and then that was so he was kicked in there by He Man, and then the very next thing on the trivia was um, He Man never kills. <laughs> I was like, well, um, technically, he's probably just done that. Anyway. Time uh, for feedback, is it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so I went back to when we did that poll. So this is 23rd of February. We did have somebody say, Masters is too good and Blood Rain is too bad. So apart from that, we'll go back to... We've got a, a couple of recent ones. Do you want to read them out? Sure. Um, so we've got so- Mark at... Damocles 693 is this somebody Dem- that we- Damocles 693 that's somebody you know is it yeah he's um, he follows quite a few podcasts hi Mark 
Okay. Uh, G'day, Mark. Uh, uh, I just need to know how much they paid Frank Langella. Do we have that information? We do was, not. Do I see the budget of the movie was was it twenty two million and it made seventeen, or was it the other way around? It was, was twenty two, and I think it blew out to thirty seven. Okay. Um, and then it actually only made it made a hundred million worldwide. Or was that with all the VHSs? Yeah. Um, so budget was twenty two million. Opening weekend was only four point eight. The American gross was only seventeen point three million. Oh, okay, that's awesome. And the cumulative worldwide gross was a hundred million. Oh, we didn't. Uh, before we get onto the other tweet, yeah, the uh, Van Damme movie Cyborg. We didn't get onto this part of the trivia. Yep. Do you know about this? I I've skimmed through it, but you go because okay, you well, probably have been well. I watched the Cyborg. movie Cyborg last year or the year before because eighties. 80- Revisited, did an episode about it. Yep. And like that cyborg movie was originally meant to be the sequel to this, which was going to be called Masters of the Universe. Universe um, Cyborg, yep. I think, was the title. And oh God, I'm not an authority on this at all. But yeah, so I think like they had the sets and like a lot of stuff set up, and then the sequel got cancelled. It's like, oh fuck it, let's just make this movie and have Van Damme in it. And I did not like that movie at all. And then at the same time, I feel like that was also they were going to use the sets or something for the, for an, a Spider-Man movie. Do you know about this? No. Oh yeah, uh, the they, they were working Spider-Man on two movie. movies at the same time. Yeah. So did that Spider-Man yeah. movie get made? I'm not sure. Very late eighties, because I know there is those weird Iron Man and captain america movies that came out back in those days i think what you're talking about like the fantastic four from the 80s wasn't you last week or last month oh possibly my memory's terrible (laughs) um see the fantastic four though go all the way back to um like the 60s and they had comic book basically um read aloud panels that stan lee would read out so you'd have it was like a non-animated cartoon yeah. Of the comic book panel with the voiceovers being done and then literally like two panels of animation of someone moving their hand up and down or something like that. Uh, and that was like a cartoon series. That was yonks ago. And then the only Fantastic Four one I know of since then was the original, was the one with Jessica Elba. And um, the guy from the Shield playing Ben Grimm. Yeah, and then um, there's the the one from a few a years ago remake. Yeah, well, I never saw that one. No, I don't think anybody did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anyone who's ever talked about it. Uh, the the so director, no bloody, the director was mouthing off about it before it came out. Oh really? It was the director that it was his second ever movie. I think it was the guy that made Chronicle. Which mm-hmm. is like a low-budget sci-fi, uh, like superhero movie. Have you seen that one? No. It all takes place from. It's like found footage superhero movie. Like it's pretty cool. That sounds interesting. And then there's like, oh, now I've make this movie that's like two hundred million dollar budget or whatever. And then he was got out of control, I think, and everybody hated him. And then before the movie came out, he was like, "Don't watch the movie. It's fucking terrible." And carrying on. Um. Right, let's get to the last tweet, uh, which was from Adam Flameboy eighty four on Twitter. 
Um, is this somebody that you know? Uh, yeah, I, I interact with him a little bit on Twitter, and again, someone who listens to to quite a few podcasts and um, is really a good part of the podcast community. Does a lot of uh, interacting. Um, and he says, I saw Masters of the Universe about seven times in the cinema. I've never seen a movie seven times in the cinema. What's, um, the, what's the most you've seen in a movie? Probably two. <laughs> and which movie was that? Well, I've done it twice. Yeah. With two, um, two, two twice. Last Jedi and Force Awakens. It's the only movies I've ever seen twice in the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... Yeah, maybe Last Jedi was the last one. Because I saw that with my wife and then with my daughter. Um, but yeah, that uh, no, sorry, Force Awakens. Um, but yeah, I, I generally don't go back to rewatch stuff in the cinemas. Uh, but anyway, he did seven times, and he was a completely obsessed and won multiple competitions to get more tickets. Oh. Even to the point where he got his dad calling radio stations, and the dad had just, I think, from being around Adam so much, had um. Knew, knew the answers enough that he didn't even need Adam's help anymore. Uh, <laughs> which is a pretty cool dad when you think about it. Um, that's it. We only had a couple of comments for this. Um, I did only put a tweet out like Yesterday, 24 yeah. hours ago, so um, that's fine. We should probably talk about a score. Okay. Do, uh, you should probably... Uh... You've given me the breakdown description of um, the scoring system. Yeah. And uh, we didn't actually score last month's movie, which was Blood Rain. And uh, <laughs> going by our current scoring format, I'm going to give it a four, I think. But uh, would you do you want to score that one and then um, tell people what the actual sure. scoring system is? Yeah, all right. So I'll, I'd actually give it a seven. Um, and now I'll explain why. Okay, actually, I'm going to bump it up to a six because... It held my attention the entire film, something right. that this one couldn't do. But uh, but go ahead. Okay, so we've been doing this rating out of um, one to nine, with uh, reference to Plan Nine from Outer Space, one of the classic, so bad it's good or uh, badly awesome movies. And basically, if you look at it as three lots of three, so a score of one to three is just a bad movie in all aspects. A score of four through to six is a regular movie, and a score of seven through to nine is a badly awesome movie. And so, for each of those ranges of three, you've got sort of a low, a medium, and a high. So, something like um, the original Highlander, which I think is a bloody awesome movie, but um, or even Alien or Aliens, something where Godfather. Let's even oh. chuck that in there, right? God, that's the first time The Godfather's ever been mentioned on this podcast. And probably the last. <laughs> so those type of movies, a really good movie gets a six. Because it's four, five, and six is a regular movie. Yeah. Six is the highest possible score a regular movie gets. Um, because we don't care about regular movies too much. We want badly awesome movies. So the badly awesome movies get a 7, 8, or a 9. If it's a badly awesome movie, but it's only just a, you know, it's just cheesy enough to be fun, but it's not standout, that's a 7. If it's a just a good fun romp um, where you can 
enjoy it and it's just dumb and you can laugh, that's an 8. And if it's something really awesomely bad um, or badly awesome or any combination of those two words, um, it's a 9. And going down to the back end of the scale, 1, 2 or 3. The shit scale. That's a shit scale, yeah. A 1 is just an unredeemable piece of shit. Highlander We've had two, a few of I'm them. talking to you. Um, I hate Highlander 2. Um, a rating of 2 is just a bad movie that doesn't have any awesomeness to it. It's just a bad movie. And a 3 is a regular movie that just didn't quite hit it. It's just a bit bad. So that's sort of how we sit between the scales. So is this a... Master of the Universe, would you say shit movie, average, a normal movie, or a badly awesome movie? For me, it's it's the low end of a good movie. Yeah, so, so it's an 80s action comedy or, or action adventure sort of movie. Yeah. So, so that puts it in... I feel like 4 is might be a little bit too low. Yeah. Like it's, de- it's definitely not a 1, 2, 3. It's definitely not a 7, 8, 9. So I'm going to go a 4.5. I'll agree with that. I'll, I'll sit because there for four and a half as well. It didn't keep my like. I didn't want to sit there and watch the whole thing in one go. There yeah. was like no suspense. Like, I, I really need suspenseful movies, or I need to watch a movie at the cinema, or else I'm just looking at my phone because that's yeah. just the. That's just it's 2019. You know, everyone's addicted to looking at their bloody mobile phones these days, and um, this didn't help me with it. But uh, I watched it over over two days. Uh, I didn't need to be an hour and 45 minutes, I don't think. No, but they had to explain what the key was to everybody. Yeah. Even when they didn't know what it was, they had to show it to everybody. That's it. Um, yeah, so I, I agree. It, it didn't have any... This is the first time we've ever had the bits. same score. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Normally, like, I'm like way ahead of you or you're way ahead and, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it's because I've had this scale that we've just been talking about in the back of my head the whole time but I never really articulated it is this the way you've always felt about it the same yeah, way yeah it's pretty much the way my logic's been going with the scores that I've been giving okay um, so yeah this makes it a lot easier for me because typically I want to give something a 1 or a 9 <laughs> <laughs> there is no middle but yeah. uh, now that I understand what the middle is I, yeah. I find it a lot easier and, and I'm pretty sure we are now going to officially be the only podcast that will give stuff like The Godfather a six out of ten, yeah, and, and, and um, that actually be an accurate score, and stuff like Hard Ticket to Hawaii a nine, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next uh, month's episode or the next episode, yes. what's this movie you sent me? Okay, so must be about time that I got to pick a movie. By the way, yeah, well, go for it. <laughs> um, so what we've got is I was looking through IMDb as I usually do, just to see whether anyone in this had been in anything interesting uh apparently courtney cox had been in a show called mates or buddies or friends or something that oh, you was, weren't was meant to actually say deal. friends you meant to dance around it sorry but okay okay yeah. um and i popped in to have a scroll through um meg fosters who played evil in and there were a couple of interesting looking photos on the um, IMDB page I had a bit of a scroll through and I came across a movie called Oblivion 
which instead of being about cowboys and Indians, is about cowboys and aliens. Is it okay uh, if I watch the Tom Cruise movie Oblivion and talk about that instead? Because that's a fucking <laughs> awesome movie. Have you seen that? I haven't. I love it. Sci-fi movie. It's very uh, Mass Effect vibes. Very Mass Effect music vibes as well. I, like, I really like it. But anyway, what's this other Oblivion about? Uh, I've told you pretty much everything I know. It's basically a Western set in a sci-fi setting um, where you've got an alien outlaw taking on the sheriff and um, terrorising a town just like in a classic western uh, but scrolling through the um, the cast there's actually a bit of an interesting sort of cast there you've got Isaac Hayes Chef Yep, and Chocolate Salty Balls that's the guy um, obviously Meg Foster because we've just been talking about her from, from Masters of the Universe we have Carl Strucklin who if I'm correct is Lurch from the Adams Family okay well, oh what the original or yeah okay yeah I've he, been watching the original Lurch. yeah yeah which you were talking about um, last time last time um, Julie Newmar who was um, one of the um Crap, what's the name? Catwoman from the Batman TV series. Oh, okay. Who actually plays someone called Miss Kitty. Um, George Takai. Yep. Um, and, yeah, just skimming through the, the trailer, which I... Did you have a look at the trailer? No, not yet. Okay. Um, it just looks cheesy. It, it looks bad and cheesy and funny. And it only goes for 94 minutes, you'll be happy to know. Um, and, yeah, I just thought, let's... You know, it's, it's got a vague link to the movie we've just reviewed. Uh, we didn't really have anything else planned, so we'll give that a shot. Oblivion from 1994. Not the Bethesda game, not the Tom Cruise movie, Boo. the other one. Yeah. <laughs> um... So and it's available on Prime Streaming for anyone who's interested. Cool. So if, and if it's available in Australia, it's pretty safe to bet it's available everywhere else because um, we probably have the smallest library of, of anyone that has. Do you reckon Amazon's is the Amazon stores are the same worldwide? I feel like it would be. No, I think I've got the feeling that they're just like it may not be as noticeable as Netflix. Yeah, but because um, the Australian Netflix store is just piddly compared to the American one. Well, these um, days Netflix is more and more their own stuff, which is obviously going to be an all market. So I don't mm. think I think the Netflix thing is more same country to country than it used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for for Amazon Prime, I think there's still some discrepancies, but I don't think it's as bad because. Their starting library just wasn't as big anyway. The Prime Library is a lot of shit, though. To be honest, like, I know, isn't it great? I, th- I think I could get my own. I could get bloody my bloody movie on there. I reckon. You should try. Um, <laughs> yeah, with all the licensed music I put into it. Well, I could put my backyard wrestling videos on there. I think. Um, I'm currently subscribed to Foxtel just for Game of Thrones. So. Yep. Um, there's actually shows on there and movies I'm looking at. I was like, fuck, this is... I want to watch all this stuff. Like, anytime I put on Stan or 
um, Amazon Prime Video or Netflix. It's like, uh, nothing I really want to watch at the moment. But yeah, as soon as I go on Foxtel, oh shit, I'm watching this now type of stuff. So, you know, you're paying twice the amount a month for whatever channels. But um, okay. um, they've got, what, they've what got you stuff wanna you want to see. What you want to do, just because um, as you know, I'm an absolute cheapskate. Um, Didn't you just buy a brand new computer? Yes. But it was um, a very good deal. Okay. <laughs> Fell off but, the back of and, and, and also, literally, I only did it because my other one is dying. On fire. The, the, the one <laughs> that we're recording today on is this is probably the last time I'm going to use this computer for podcasting. Well, you sound pretty, pretty, sound sure, pretty good, though. Oh, good. Um, I'm pretty sure it freezing was the reason why our audio went out of sync uh, for the last show. So, Oops. hopefully. No yeah, problems. I thought I had it all fixed up, but then it got out of sync, and then in sync, and then out of sync, and then I thought, ah, oh, yes, I fixed it. But then there was a section somewhere in there that um, Karen from work's like, I was listening to the podcast, and at this minute and second, it all went out of sync, and then it was fine until this point. It was like, oh god, I'm not messing with it now. Um, but anyway, when you're getting towards the end of your month, call up Foxtel. Tell them you want to... This is Foxtel Go, though, so I don't have a physical uh, box or anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this may, is, may not yeah. work. And um, then it's like, oh, how about we give you half price and, or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. You, 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 you just go straight to cancellation and say, look, you know, I've given it a go, but I think Netflix is better value for money. And they'll give you discounts and stuff for free and whatever. We've got Foxtel here, um, mostly because my wife is absolutely addicted to... CSI and stuff like that. Um, CSI, SVU, NCIS, NCSI, NCIS, any any bunch of any acronym. No, it's it's Law and Order. Law and Order shows that she's just absolutely obsessed with, Um, and she's been watching them on on Foxtel. Um, Are you you Game of Thrones at all? I can't remember. Oh yeah, yep. Okay, so how do you feel about the first episode? I am not going to say a word. Because even because even the spoilers, I enjoyed People, it. If they want to watch it, they would have watched it by now. We can talk about it. I watched it. <laughs> Although I have to go like the, the day without um, avoiding spoilers because um, what it is eleven o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time, and so I could have watched it as it aired, but then I had to wait for Dari to, which was we always watch it together. And she's like, I'm at work. I said, Okay, I have to wait until I finish work. And we can watch it together. Yeah. But uh, I like the episode. I wanted every single person to hug each other every time they saw each other. We've got a, we've got a couple hugs, I think. Yep. There was the main one with John and uh, Aria. But uh, I wanted a hug Sansa, like hug this person, <laughs> hug that person. <laughs> Very little death in this episode, but uh, um, I'm stressing out. These long episodes coming. Is one of the episodes meant to be just a whole hour and a half battle episode? I'm not like, sure. Like, I'm... I'm not sure about content. I know that this was the shortest episode. And yeah. When I saw it was 50 minutes, ex- I was like, what? Yeah. The next one's 58, and then there's 82, uh, 80, 80, 80, I think. Yeah. All the episodes. They're, yeah. They're, they're getting to, like, movie-length episodes. That's good. Um, yeah. Are you stressing? Do you, do you have your people that you want to win or survive? No. You no, don't care? I, well, I hate all of them, and I love all of them. Oh. Um like, Jon Snow's a bit wet. Um, yeah. But the whole... 
him and his birthright and all that sort of stuff is interesting and you want to see how that plays out yeah um the one emily amelia clark emily clark whoever it is that yeah. plays um daenerys daenerys not a fan of her well she her character looks, no her as an actress um she always looks stuck up yeah she looks like she she plays hard-ass characters but always looks a bit soft um actually no there is one character i will say i want to see survive and it's um brianne of tough yeah we didn't see her this episode actually she's one of the few people we didn't see yeah um you know th- th- there's a, f- a whole bunch of stuff that people want to see happen and i think a lot of it is going to to end up happening it was so cool seeing so many characters at winterfell yeah at the same time it's like all these people are here <laughs> So like the guys I want to survive the most, like Jon Snow, he's my boy. Yeah, I've I've been been a Jon Snow guy from the start. I think uh, Tyrion was he's awesome. Yep, giant Thornsbane is that his name? Uh, oh, the ginger, the, the wildling dude. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the, the one the big... that the one that keeps making eyes at Brienne of Tarth. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, um, and Ser Jorah. Those are my my four. Oh yeah. Yeah, like a big fan of Sajora Mormont. He's yeah. cool. And the ones that I want to die, Cersei, yep. Euron, and I feel like there's one other person, but I can't think of who it Which is. Which one's Euron? The one that fucked Cersei in the last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Theon's... The, the Greyjoy. Um, uncle, yeah. Yep. The, the other Greyjoy. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they give us what... I want anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I think it's going to be a good season, but um, I honestly hope they don't give us everything we want because it, that that's part of what Game of Thrones is. You know, you where get, is our ghost at the moment anyway? Jon Snow's um, wolf. Oh, they haven't done the wolves in ages. I can't remember the last time I saw any of them. Because he was back in a Castle Black or something like a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. no, he was there when they resurrected Jon Snow, so that was last season. So yeah. he must be knocking around somewhere. Yeah. And then, and we're we gonna get Arya's. What are the bloody wolves called again? Direwolf. Yeah, direwolves. So the only one that was living last that we saw was um, back in like season one, I think, where Arya had to get rid of hers because it bit the boy or something. Yeah. A bit um, Joffrey, didn't it? Or did someone like go, go, get out of here? Yeah, I think she's she's shoot it off. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. So um, I think that might yeah. turn up. But look, I, I honestly don't want everything that everyone wants to happen because this is Game of Thrones. You know, it you turn around and someone that you love dies without yeah, but we've, you know, we've gone through the heartache it's time for the good stuff yeah it's, it's felt look, like that there, for a while there will be like i expect to see something like um aria Red. stark you know putting on a face sneaking up on cersei lannister delivering a brief monologue and as she's delivering the monologue have cersei bloody stab her in the heart Oh god! I wish they would kill off Sansa because Sansa is absolutely rubbish. I can't stand her at all, <laughs> and she's meant to be a good guy. Yeah, she's, she, a bitch. she's even wetter than Jon Snow. 
Like, she makes me not even care about the X-Men movies at the moment, which is, like, the focal point of the next one. She's yeah. Jean Grey. And it's like, I don't want to fucking see this stupid slag. <laughs> She's a rubbish actress. Uh, but, um, yeah, like, so everyone wants to see Arya kill Cersei. And I think the proper Game of Thrones way for it to turn out is that Cersei works it out and stabs Arya before Arya can reveal herself or as Arya's revealing herself. Um, oh no. We've still, that just still also got the Hound and um, the Mountain knocking around as well. Yeah, yeah. Going to see that confrontation. That, that should be interesting. But uh, right, we should probably wrap things up. We've been going for... for over an hour now yeah yeah all right so everyone needs to go out and watch oblivion from 1994 again not the tom cruise movie not the bethesda game Uh, both would probably just watch the tom cruise one and and, uh tweet us and tell me how much you like (laughs) because uh, not many people saw that movie and that's an expensive looking movie it's a good movie don't watch the trailer though because it gives away huge reveals just watch it blindly because like i did I was like, geez, how did they hide this in the marketing? Then I watched the trailer. I was like, oh, yeah, they show everything. All right. So we're going to sign off, and um, we will catch up next week and uh, next month. Next month? Next okay. Month. All right. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Conversation, a little more action, please. All is aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. A little more bite, a little less bark, a little less fight, a little more spark. Close your mouth and nothing out of your heart, baby. Satisfy me, satisfy me, baby. Come on, baby, I'm tired of talking. Grab your coat and let's start walking. Yeah, come on, come on. Don't articulate, girl is dead late, but waiting around.